when there's trauma, there's always anger that goes along with it, right? So like, have you ever looked at a beautiful, have you ever been in a beautiful place or looked at a beautiful scene and only, and you weren't able to fully enjoy it? Like, have you ever, like at the beach and you feel like it's so beautiful, but you're not able to fully enjoy it. And that's, that's anger. That's something bottled up inside and like you're not letting it out and expressing it when you need to. And when you do that, you hold on to this like feeling of like agitation and that makes it so that you can't go through life and fully enjoy things because you should. What up everyone? Welcome to another episode of BU Sis. It's Kay Farrell on the mic, little DJ. You know it's Al Farrell on the other side. Al <laughs> Farrell 11. Happy hump day, everyone. Hump we day. hope you had a beautiful Monday and Tuesday. As always, thank you everyone for listening, um, for giving yes. us your support, your love. You know, if you're not following us on social media platforms, give us, give a, us follow a follow at BU Sis Podcast on Instagram and on Twitter. I don't think anyone uses Twitter. We I don't have, think so we, either. I, we, you know, where I was like, haha, we have like two followers, but we actually literally actually, have four followers. Uh, yeah, if even we That's have like that much. Thing. I mean, I haven't, we haven't followed anyone. No, so but it's like, go check it out. <laughs> but check it out. You know, and if you really like our podcast, make sure to leave a comment, a little review, five stars. We don't like anything below five stars. Yeah, so yeah. don't give us that <laughs> shit. Um, and before we really get into our episode today, um, I know you guys probably getting sick and tired of hearing just me and Lauren, yeah. you know, shoot the, <laughs> shoot shit. the shit. So we decided to have a guest on. Um, her name is Julia Rayberg. She's a beautiful, beautiful human being. Mm-hmm. We'll, you know, talk more about her in a little bit. But today's episode is all about well, so it's called Don't Let Your Trauma Ruin Your Life, but rated R version, don't let your trauma fuck up your yeah. life, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, just just don't do it. Don't and this do is it. something that I am so goddamn passionate mm-hmm. about. The last five years, my journey has been built on so many things, but what really stands out to me is just the understanding mm-hmm. and me just the importance of making sure you heal definitely your traumas Mm -hmm. and making sure you're aware of your traumas like there were so many things that you know we go through as children that like our shit is just our shit right so we don't think our shit's like traumatic shit but that shit is traumatic (laughs) it's traumatic dude like Mm -hmm. you're like oh yeah like me when i was like you know four i watched my brother get ran over by a truck like that sucks but oh wait that's traumatic really like that's something that i don't even really like think of in depth it's just like normal to us (laughs) yeah Yeah. it's like oh i had to bury my dad when i was 14 that's that's normal right well no bitch that is not fucking normal your brain at that age also just like can't even process that stuff well it doesn't that's just it i like i said i've done so much research on this the last five years and i've talked to my therapist like in depth about this when you're little and you go through something traumatic and it's so crazy because trauma is so wild it doesn't even have to be like insanely like horrific it still can be traumatic for you honestly like even if like someone when you were like 10 years old like made fun of you for like Mm -hmm. wearing something like that is traumatic Traumatic. and that shit stays with you i know it sounds silly but like and it comes up in like such weird ass you don't forget about that no it's like so triggering and you're like why am i so triggered by like my clothes or people making fun of me not matching Mm -hmm. you know it's just like little things that you went through and like you said lauren when we're little we physically and mentally Mm -hmm. cannot understand or accept 
right what's happening to us and that's the thing it just like so it builds up it just builds up and it actually comes out like head on Mm -hmm. when you're about like 21 or 23 that's like factually correct Mm -hmm. if you look it up um because you know you don't like we said you can't process it um as a little kid and then you're 21 you're 23 life's starting to really like make more sense it's starting to hit you in a more Mm -hmm. like adult way so crazy to think that and all of a sudden you're like such sense oh it totally makes sense it totally makes sense Fuck. <laughs> and I remember like I was just wicked anxious and depressed and my therapist was like well you know like childhood trauma does come out like when you're 21 and you're 23 um and it's just like when you say it like that it's like oh well yeah duh, duh. but a lot of people mm-hmm. they don't really understand no. um the depths of it so right. I was a senior in college right and I all of a sudden was just like insanely anxious so my senior year was probably one of the worst years of my life so I wasn't eating right so like I had stomach aches every single day to the point where I would be like like curled up in like the corner like just like crying and moaning Mm -hmm. in pain and I'm like what the fuck like I have cancer there's something wrong with me so I went to the doctor's I got this test done. I'm really bad with like medical terms. And they put something down my stomach, long story short, because I legit thought like they were going to find something in there. Like there was something wrong with me. And I remember my doctor being like, there's nothing in your stomach. Like, I think you just like have like severe anxiety. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, what? So I wasn't sleeping. I wasn't eating. I think I lost like 20 pounds to get like really real with you. Honestly, didn't want to live anymore. Like it was (laughs) to a point where I just, I, I, literally standing up for five minutes took energy it was like exhausting like it literally yeah. was exhausting that for is me. the worst because you feel like you just can't ever get out of it either no exactly like, and it's 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 hard when you're like say you're going through a breakup or say someone died and you feel that way it's hard but you know why you're right. feeling that you way know why. so exactly. it's not as hard when all of a sudden you're 23 and you're like mm-hmm. why the fuck am i feeling like right. this you're not going to know that you're feeling mm-hmm. like this because of something that happened 10, right. and that's 12, the tricky part 8 too. years ago. Yeah, because it's Pin- like not yeah. happening like currently, right. but it's been like affecting you there. It's been there for a while. I know, and that's why I'm up. such a big advocate for therapy because I feel like yeah. that's what really helped me just like mm-hmm. pinpoint the reasons like as to why it. I was feeling that way. Mm-hmm. So many people like, you know, we have all of these processed, unprocessed emotions from our trauma and they just get stored in our bodies and they don't have anywhere to go. Right. So they come out in depression. They come mm-hmm. out as anxiety. Right. They come out as just like all of these negative emotions. Mm-hmm. And we just think like we are depressed. You right. know, it's not like I feel depressed. I feel anxious. No, we become those emotions. Mm-hmm. We become depressed. We become anxious. Right. And right when you become those emo- emotions, oh my God, that black hole is so fucking yeah. hard to get out of. It just takes over you. It honestly. just takes, it really Ugh. does take it just takes your life over and it's just it's hard to get out of um but the only way to get out of it you know is to really go through Mm -hmm. and is to really feel those emotions pinpoint where they're coming from and how you can let them go um i actually have a cool story so i was reading this book it's called the emotional code and i'll put it um in our link on our website and down below because anyone who is interested in emotions and where they come from and how to release them you definitely want to read this ish it is like (laughs) whoa super super good so long story short there's this thing called the sway test and you're pretty much just in like a room by yourself with nothing kind of around you to bother you or to kind of distract you 
and you're just kind of chilling thinking of your own thoughts and you ask yourself you know your subconscious thoughts thoughts that are in the back of your head and your body essentially sways forward if it's true and sways backward if it's untrue and I asked myself some things like am I fearful am I do I have guilt am I holding on to shame all these things and it really kind of was super enlightening and really opened my eyes and I was like holy shit yeah so I <laughs> realized reaction. so much things so I naturally after that went down in my cellar on my yoga mat took a magnet my father's magnet actually and just put it all over my body and just said <laughs> Super please normal. god release these emotions and i know i sound like a crazy person but magnets actually literally release emotions and if you're not if you have no clue what the fuck i'm talking about <laughs> uh, usually or not usually i think all the time um when we're feeling anxious when we're feeling depressed when we're feeling insecure fearful when we're feeling all these negative emotions i truly believe these emotions are festering in our body and they're struggling to be released they're struggling mm -hmm. to get let out so these emotions whether it's anger whether it's fear they kind of come out in weird ways we either have neck pain we have anxiety we have depression um and i truly believe until you figure out what these emotions are and what's causing it you're you're gonna live a difficult life you're not going to be able to reach your potential so if any of you are struggling with this go down in your fucking basement yeah. right now put a <laughs> magnet to your boobie and let that <laughs> sadness come out That's because all you need I, to do. I was it was life-changing it was for me. your I, reaction was yeah my re like, yeah tell she them came running reaction. up like screaming lauren mom and i'm like what the heck is going on but you could tell she was like i just had a spiritual awakening and honestly <laughs> i feel like the past few days like since you've done that yeah. i have like seen, seen the, difference. the difference just like not light, even just yeah. saying that because something <laughs> she does is fucking crazy <laughs> i'm not gonna lie <laughs> i've just felt lighter i've just 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 been more like in my body yeah, um, for sure. So if your ass is itching today, it's probably fair. And you <laughs> Go should stick just, a magnet to yeah, it and it'll be or gone. Or just fart and it will come out. Um, so let's get into today's episode. Mm -hmm. Our guest is a really beautiful one. Her name is Julia Rayberg. Um, we actually went to Rockland High School together. Mm -hmm. She created Worthy Village um, in 2014, which is a nonprofit organization. And the mission was, and still is actually, to build pathways out of poverty for women and children in Guatemala by providing economic opportunities healthcare and education so she essentially made that into her life's work mm -hmm. into her career into her passion and she lives in Guatemala more yeah. than half of the year I believe yeah, almost like year-round yeah she wakes up um, and she sees the water mm -hmm. the sun Beautiful she feels views. the fresh air mm -hmm. um, something that you know really we helps all keep her <laughs> sane <laughs> in a sense her story is definitely a wild one um, she's been dealt yeah pretty crazy deck of cards um, a lot of trauma in her journey but the most beautiful part of it is she hasn't allowed that trauma to completely paralyze her to ruin her future to ruin her relationships instead she she honestly feels I don't want to use their word grateful but she feels like it's shaped her mm -hmm. instead of, you know, ruining her. And I think if Which you can amazing. have that mindset, you will live a beautiful, yeah. beautiful life. I think you guys will really enjoy this conversation. Um, so take a listen. <laughs> Let's do the damn thing. Julia, we're super, super happy to have you with us. Where are you now? Are you in Mexico still? I am in Cancun, yes. 
Like, technology's crazy. We're literally, like, recording from, from miles and miles and miles <laughs> I know, away. Right? I can't even say up or down because my geography skills are just shit. I know. <laughs> it's like we're right there with you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we're super happy to have you. You literally epitomize what our podcast is all about, you know, which is really just learning to stay true to yourself um, and to stay confident throughout life's ups and downs and just enjoy being yourself. Um, you love to be yourself. And I love that about you. Um, anyone who follows her on Instagram, you can see that she's definitely unapologetically herself. She's raw. She's real. She's authentic. Now, Julia, before we really get into things, we want to start off with a little fun game called Would, Would You, you Rather? rather? <laughs> okay. okay. It's PG-13. Okay. Yeah, Don't they're, worry. They're pretty funny. <laughs> All right. PG-13. All right, cool. Um, would you rather spend two years with your soulmate only to have them die okay. and you never love again or spend your life with someone nice that you just settled for? <laughs> Tough one, I know. Uh, I'm going to have to go with soulmate. I okay. agree. Yeah, I agree. Soulmate. I love that. No, I, I love, love that, that too. Because like, what is life without your soulmate, right? Seriously. Even if you that's, have them for two yeah, years. Yeah, that's fucking rough. But... Yeah, that would be. Either yeah. way, it fucking sucks. <laughs> um, would you rather have to fart loudly every time you have a serious conversation or have a burp after every kiss? <laughs> <laughs> Who made these thoughts? Not me. Oh, my God. I feel like I could like I feel like I could I could maybe disguise the burp. Yeah, I, yeah, I agree. Logic. Yeah, I, I would say like that. Logic that. <laughs> okay. Um. Third, would you rather have free Wi-Fi wherever you go, or be able to drink unlimited free coffee at any coffee shop? Oh, I feel like an asshole, but I have to say Wi-Fi. <laughs> me too. <laughs> <laughs> Only because my phone bill. My fucking phone bill was $670 last month. Oh, Jesus. Oh, yeah. Okay, oh, yeah. Give me all the Wi-Fi. <laughs> yeah. Living out of the country is fun. Yeah. yeah. Would you rather lose all your money in valuables or all the pictures you have ever taken? Mm. Um, money you can make back, so I'm going to have to say money. Okay. That's the good spiritual That's, answer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. <laughs> okay so let's really get into things um julia your story your journey um i just feel like it's built um tremendously on resiliency courage on love um you use your kind your relatable and your powerful voice to share your story and by doing that um i feel like it really helps you know heal you but it also um helps heal others so i do want to ask you how do you stay true to yourself so i guess just like doing every day what makes me feel the most free and the most myself. So, I mean, it depends like on, on the day or the month or like the week. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't need to be the same thing, but I feel like every day I wake up and like I talk to the universe, God, whatever you want to call it, and just like ask for what I need in life and list all the reasons why I'm grateful. And like, that's just like a solid foundation to get my day off. Um, but just sticking, you know, being true to myself. So like, um, not denying myself, you know, not, um, not changing who I am for what society tells me I need to be, I guess is, and, and really like sticking to that too, because sometimes like even your family and friends can like put on such intense judgments on your decisions. Like I left the U S and I live abroad and a lot, it's not okay with a lot of people. Um, like people don't get my, my lifestyle, but 
it's like the way I am happiest. Like I need to live by the ocean. Right. I'm gonna find a fucking way to do it. I need to give back to others, and like that's what my career is based around. So, um, yeah, just doing what like what your heart tells you you need to do. I love that. I love and it's that. like, it's so funny because I always have these conversations with people and I feel like people listening that aren't like that are like, yeah, it must be fucking nice. I get it. But like, how the hell do I do that? Right. You know? <laughs> but I truly believe it's yeah. just like in your heart. It's in your soul. Um, it, It's how you either, maybe not even like how you were raised or not even how you were as a kid, but more so I feel like, you know, you go through these trials and these tribulations and these experiences and you kind of have no other way than to be this way. Because if you're not this grateful person who really you know takes a lot of care of their faith then you're going to be this miserable person right I just feel like a lot of it too like um for me is I just like lost my train of thought and I've been kidding I do that. that. I do that all the time oh no I got it I got it I got it no, while it was happening, I knew it was happening too and I was like I'm just gonna keep talking um but no. <laughs> No, like making decisions, like difficult decisions. Like I like took a semester off of college and like lived in Guatemala. People were like, what the fuck are you doing? But I knew that that's like what I wanted. And like that was like the foundation to build my life and the way I felt like was what I needed and what I wanted to be happy. So just making difficult decisions that are, again, keeping like true to your heart and true to you. Um, even, like regardless of what all the outside pressures and what society and family and friends like are telling you is the right thing to do. Like I still like made those difficult decisions. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And totally. it's so true because you know, when you're in search of your purpose and your higher reason, you have to make these difficult decisions. It's not easy. And I think that's the hardest part about it is maybe even doing something that, you know, no one that you love really gets it, but you get it. So you just kind of have to follow your heart and hope that, you know, it gets you to the place where you kind of want to be. But I think so often, you know, we care so deeply about what other people think, especially the people we love. And we just want to cater to these people. But I think once we really like figure out how to live is when we're understanding that the only person we have at the end of the day is ourself and we need to do what you know puts our heart on fire what feeds our soul um and things like that and I love your story because like you go on your Instagram you're obviously um you know the co-founder of Worthy Village which is a beautiful nonprofit organization that helps so many families in Guatemala but oh yeah in case anyone didn't know me and Julie went to high school together (laughs) fuck I forgot about that um and you were just like (laughs) and you were just like this huge party girl this crazy girl I actually have a wicked funny story so does anyone remember what form springs used to be do you know where remember form springs oh my gosh yes okay so I was yeah so I was sitting in my fresh no it was my junior year of high school and all of a sudden I got this wicked awful not trying to put you on blast because it's fine we're cool now but I got this wicked awful message from Julia and it was like um you're not that hot and you walk like you're taking a shit and I remember just like dying laughing and I think that's such like a good story though because it shows that like we can Gross. grow as people oh God, and not yeah. to hold on to things that oh used to make God. us angry <laughs> here we are <laughs> wait, so funny. wait you can't you can't just throw that on me and not let me ask questions <laughs> <laughs> you remember it's How funny no, okay, one, I don't remember it, and two, the second you said it, I was like, that had to have been Kelly, and like, just because of like, what, what, I feel like those are my, how did you know who it was? 
You told Isn't me because like you were st- no. Well, it wasn't not no. It was anonymous, but she accidentally put your name on it. <laughs> like she meant to be anonymous, and she accidentally wrote like Julia Raver from Julia Raver. Yeah, and you were so oh horrified that you like reached out to me, and you were like, "That was my friend Kelly." <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. So I guess she didn't remember that. And I'm so sorry, Kylie. <laughs> sorry. Kylie, I'm pretty sure, Kylie, can I just add that I probably tried to hook up with you like, at a party the next weekend? <laughs> yeah. you know, literally felt so bad. But you know what? It's funny because look at us now. We're talking about meaningful shit. And probably we're different that. people now. I just had to throw that in because I feel like Kylie, Kylie's just like holding. Kylie, I'm dying. <laughs> No, I just, I just opened, opened Facebook Messenger and like searched like the first message I ever sent to you. Hey, so uh, I just wanted to let you know something kind of awkward, but I really have a, I have a stupid friend that just sent you something on form spring, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> oh, stop it. You have that on your Facebook? No way. Oh my God. Yeah. And I, and you didn't even say Kelly. I just like, you said my friend. So I was like, oh, it's Kelly. <laughs> my, my, AKA my only friend. <laughs> no I just think it was so funny because I feel like girls just like really hold on to that like petty drama stuff oh, and yeah, I just feel sure. like we're at a place where like we obviously it's so like just doesn't even totally. matter yeah. anymore you and I just feel like we can kind of laugh about it now because I think it is so goddamn funny um, <laughs> no that but is hilarious going I'm, glad. <laughs> glad we got yeah, through that. I'm glad too that we're over it <laughs> yeah right um but what I was saying is like you know um you were this like crazy party girl and high school and you're yeah. so open about that I think so often that people like just want to be portrayed or try and portray themselves as a certain way that mm-hmm. they're not and I get it it's an insecurity um but why I think you're such an awesome person is because you are what you are what you see is what you get mm-hmm. and that's what I think mm-hmm. makes you so unique like oh, how are you able to be you. like that I feel like I ask people how are you <laughs> able to be like that how are you able to do that and I feel like you kind of like already talked about that but that has to be something that you really pride yourself on because it is such a beautiful quality to have well, thanks. I mean, that means a lot. I mean, I, I think that, you know, as humans, like we, there's also this like anxiety factor that always plays in like, I can like post something or like say something or like publicly do something. And then I'm like the next day or like an hour later, I'm like, fuck, did I really do that? Like, is that okay? Like, oh my mm-hmm. God, you know, like those voices do go through your head. But at the end of the day, like, like, I really try to just like meditate on and like reflect on the idea of like, I don't fucking care about the energies like around me and what people's opinions are. If I'm not hurting anyone or myself, exactly. like, mm-hmm. I have, I can do and be whoever I want. And like, yeah, I, I, yeah, it's just like, it comes back to that. Just like, I'm, it doesn't matter what anyone thinks. I'm just going to stay true to myself. So yeah. It's not always easy. No, no I know it isn't. Not. And I feel like I've seen posts, you know, where you're like, I don't like being vulnerable. Vulnerable isn't something that I enjoy being or acting. And I think we all kind of re- relate to that. But then, like, if you were to, like, go on your page or, like, see the things that you do, it's like, what? This girl total is... Total opposite. To- it's the total, <laughs> like, the total opposite, you know? Like, you don't really see that right away. What do you feel like is being vulnerable to you? Because I feel like it just has such a bad stigma. But we're trying to make vulnerable sexy. Like, we're trying to make vulnerable, like, hot. We're trying to make it... a cool thing to be a good emotional vulnerable person yeah um I kind of feel like that plays a different role for everyone because like for me vulnerable means like being open to the things that scare me um and like what scares what scares me might not scare you like for me like I'm terrified of putting men into my life like I can like have a one-night stand and it's fine but like let someone into my heart and like actually know me 
that is like so hard for me and it has been for forever mm-hmm. um so like that's right. hard and like I push people away the second mm-hmm. I know that they like care about me because my sense of like independence and freedom and like Mm -hmm. living my life on my own terms is so important to me that I I guess I'm like afraid of that being taken away I think that's so beautiful because I think I I relate to that right we just self-sabotage for whatever reason it's like it's not even that we don't feel worthy it's just we're so horrified to like be worthy of it even though we know so deeply that we are worthy of it and that we deserve it yeah no totally and like I'm just like working on you know being open to like allowing myself to let go and you know I'm terrified of being hurt you know it's that that's like a human nature quality that we all have like I'm so afraid of being hurt so much to the point where I like make it go away before the opportunity for myself to be hurt if that makes sense no it totally makes sense I don't know if it's like our tourist telepathy or what but I totally yeah. get that I <laughs> I'm the same way and I some I honestly have to talk myself like on a day-to-day basic basis I have to talk to myself and say Kylie you're worthy of it you deserve this mm-hmm. love don't let it get to you I've been with my boyfriend for on and off for like seven years now and I still uh-huh. often like just self-sabotage and like just ask myself am I worthy of this is it gonna last is it gonna be okay yeah. and I just have to have like that meditation where I'm just like you know what Kylie like this love is real and you're worthy of it oh. and just like enjoy it and embrace it in a sense um and I like oh, how right. you use the word letting go because letting go is oh god that's like I've been obsessed with that word for the last couple of weeks just like to love and to let go and to not kind of let our mm-hmm. past totally fuck up our future which is literally what this episode um is, is about. all about and I feel like often we think when we heal things that means like we've let go but healing and letting go is different I think when we heal we have a better understanding of it and how it made us feel but letting go is mm-hmm. to really truly believe in our heart and soul that like we can move past that you know yeah, I mean, I yeah, yeah, I think the two somewhat like coincide, but mm-hmm. um, I think like I think the, the both are really really difficult, <laughs> healing and letting go. Oh God, yeah, hardest things to do. <laughs> the hardest thing to do with you with all like <laughs> you've been through so much, um, and you know I know you're an open book and and you you know you talk about your your trauma and your heartbreak, um. How, where are you with that? You can talk a little bit about it. Like, are you anywhere close to being able sure. to let go? Are you healed? Like, where where, where are where you, you at? That? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, and for those who don't know, I will mention it. Um, in September of 2018, I was um, drugged, kidnapped, and raped by a group of narcos in Guatemala. Five men um, raped me, and I, and I woke up, like, you know, miles away from where I was drugged, and just really awful things happened to me. They gave me all sorts of STDs, um, really like abused my body and just awful. And then going through the whole legal system, um, you know, being afraid for my life, moving my house, um, investigators, trials, investigation, just really fucked with my head so much to the point where like the PTSD started to kick in right away. And, um, and still like fucks with me, you know, and I don't, I don't want to say that I'm healed. I don't think I'll ever be healed. Um, like that, that, yeah, that situation affected me in like so many ways. Um, going to sleep at night, my relationships, like my intimacy, um, how I feel about myself, how I feel about other people, my trust and, um, like my ability to just like see the good in people. Like, I mean, I, I'm someone that I'm so naive like to a difficult, bad extent sometimes, like I just trust people and I see the good all the time. And I think like 
you know, what happened to me is in no way my fault. Um, but you know, the person that set it up was my gym trainer for two years, a friend, you know, at the time I thought. So um, I guess like I second guess people now more than I would like to. And I, and I sometimes think things that aren't true because I'm like, hmm, well, what if this, and, you know, living abroad, living in Central America, knowing that there's a lot more crime around here than, you know, where we grew up. So it's affected me in that way, but healed, no, and I don't think I'll ever be, but um, letting go, yeah, I started to let go, I'd say about six months ago. Um, I And I can, I've never really said this before public, publicly, but like, honestly, I don't really even know if I want to see the my gym trainer go to prison or not. And I know that that's like, sounds like so fucked up, but I mean, he's going to get like 30 to 60 years in life. And um, this is the person that like received money to set me up. And it's like when you work with someone for years and they become like a friend, um, you know, like I knew all about his family and well, I thought I did. And, you know, we just worked, we, we spent, you know, six days a week together for an hour and a half. Um, so you talk a lot and now it's like, yeah, immediately I wanted to, you know, make a denuncia, go to court, do all the things to press charges. But now it's like the day when I see my friend, <laughs> quote unquote, um, like get sentenced to the rest of his life in prison. Um, I don't know if that's going to be easy. And I don't know if like, I just like try to look at it. It's like, it's out of my hands. It's not my decision. I'm mm -hmm. simply just telling the story to say what happened and the law decides. Because if I think that like, I'm the one sending him to prison, even though he really fucked up my life. Right. <laughs> um, right. He's technically sending himself to prison. Exactly. Right. Exactly. No, not technically. He absolutely is. But I mean, it's still like, he is. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> exactly. He is. Right. It's still hard sometimes. I can't yeah, even I imagine, can't even and imagine. I like that you said you don't think you'll ever be healed, because I do believe there's just some things in life that yeah. once they break us, it's 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 almost impossible to ever pick up all the pieces, right? And that's obviously one of those situations, that you're never going to be fully healed, but as long as you can come to terms with it in the sense that it wasn't your fault and there wasn't anything that you could do about mm -hmm. it. You can't go back and change it. You can't unbreak your heart. What happened unfortunately happened. And mm -hmm. all you can do is try and to not allow it to affect your future, you know, as much as, as I'm sure it did. And with something like that, how do you not al allow it to affect your future? How do you not allow it to affect your relationships, especially an intimate relationship? Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, like, while you were just saying that, all I could think about was, like, the fact that um, that situation just kind of, like, made me who I am. Um, mm -hmm. Without that situation happening in my life, I wouldn't be who I am today, and I wouldn't be where I am. So, like, it just kind of, it, it just kind of, like, it didn't destroy me, but it shaped me. I am, like, where I am and who I am because that happened. Um, so, Fuck I just yeah. try to re remind myself of that because I'm in a great place right now. I mean, it's taken a long time to get here. Um, do I struggle still? Yeah, of course, but um, I don't, it didn't break me, it didn't ruin me, it's just a part of my life, and it, it, it brought me here, so um, for that, I mean, it just is what it is, but, like, in terms of my relationships and intimacy, uh, I have to be honest, like, I think, like, any woman or man that's had, like, sexual abuse or trauma in their life, um, I'm sure they can relate to this, but, yeah, I mean, I... I can like have a moment where I freak out like during intimacy, you know, not freak out, like make a scene, but just like, kind of like, Oh, like I like need to like remove myself from the situation right away. And it doesn't happen often, but it happens. And like, 
yeah, it sucks. But it's like sometimes your mind goes to a place like that's trauma, you know, that's there's memories there. So I can be triggered. But um, for the most part, like I think that I allow myself to be intimate in situations where I feel trust and I feel safe. And like, that's just, you know, it's just a it, it's a work in progress, you know, so it's just yes, for sure. time. It'll get better. Yeah. I like that though, work in progress, because I think people just think once they grow, go through something, they just go through it and then they're just supposed to forget about it and move on and it's never going to come up again. Um, I wish it was. I foolishly thought that too. Like I thought once you heal from like, that's it. Right. But you said it's a work in process. It's a journey. I, can you just like talk about the importance of understanding the fact that it is a journey and it's okay to have these bad days and to have these meltdowns as not as long as we're not like allowing it to consume us on this negative level because I feel like people have this perception um that we're not supposed to have these bad days and Mm -hmm. if we have these bad days that Mm -hmm. means we're going so deep back into that black hole and it's traumatizing in a sense Mm -hmm. um but I just want to kind of explain that like that's not the case and I feel like you're the most perfect person to explain that well thanks I mean I think that you know, we live in this world where we're not supposed to feel sad or depressed. And if we do, it's like this, it's this like thing that there's something wrong. Um, but I think that that's a big issue with the way we look at emotions. Um, I went to like a trauma treatment program in Aruba and, um, I spent like a, a beautiful week with like 47 women from like 17 different countries. And we all came from like different experiences, but what I learned there and what I continue to believe and focus on is just like allowing yourself to feel like, I mean, as a tourist, Kylie, I don't know if you can relate or more, maybe you can too, just like being a female, but I am so the type that I'm like, okay, it happened, move on, like move the fuck on. It's in the past. Right. Yeah. Right. Like that didn't yeah. affect mm-hmm. me. I'm strong. I'm okay. Like I acknowledge it. Yeah, like, totally. I can't tell you how many times, and I probably even just like did it earlier on this podcast. Like I can tell my rape story, like as if I'm a robot and like I'm telling someone else's story. Because sometimes I don't even like right. allow right. myself to feel it. Um. So, so when like, like mm-hmm. yeah, your brain there. Exactly. But when like those emotions come up, you need to give yourself space to feel them. Like it sucks to cry, but, like, when you need to cry, cry, you know, when you need to scream, like, scream, throw, like, hit your bed with a pillow, like, punch your pillow, punch your bed, like, let that energy <laughs> yeah, out, yeah. because I, there's yes. one, one quote that I love so much, and, like, we hold up, we hold in so much anger, and when there's trauma, there's always anger that goes along with it, right, so, like, have you ever looked mm-hmm. at a beautiful, have you ever been in a beautiful place, or looked at a beautiful scene, and, only and you weren't able to fully enjoy it like have you ever, like at the beach and you feel like it's so yes. beautiful uh-huh. but you're not able to yeah. fully enjoy it and that's just like something, something missing. There, yeah. that's anger that's something bottled mm. up inside and like you're not letting it out and expressing it when you need to and when you do that you hold on to this like feeling of like agitation and that makes it so that you can't go through life and fully enjoy things to the extent that you should Yes, exactly. There's only like when you're going through those things, the only way out is through to feel those emotions, to release those emotions. Mm-hmm. And I think the hardest part is just being aware of them. I think like we often have these feelings of anxiety or depression or even like necks in our, or pain in our necks or stomach aches, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. I'm a big believer. Like that's an emotion trying to come totally. out. And until you, totally. you know, and until you really, really figure out what that emotion is and why it's even in there, it's, it's, it's going to be really difficult. Um, um, you know, to live a happy and joyful life. 
But I think so often Absolutely. people just don't know. They just, oh, I don't feel well today. Or, you know, and I and I used to hate that I was so intuitive and could feel that and know that. But now I'm mm-hmm. like really grateful that I'm that way. And I feel like you're also like that way too. Yeah. That's no, so that's, true. And like, I, so I, I feel like in that sense, Kylie, like you're so intuitive and I'm like the complete opposite. Like, I feel like things we went through, obviously when we were younger, like our dad passing away, mm-hmm. like I was always the kind of person that just, I a hundred percent just like bottled up my emotions. Yes. You know what I mean? And then like three weeks mm-hmm. later, I would just have this breakdown and I would be like, why do I feel this way? Where it's like, Kylie would be like, that's trauma. Like years later, I'm like now 23 years old. And I remember like two years ago, I would just like feel like that all the time. And like, I didn't really know what was happening happening and Kylie's like these are like the years where like your trauma affects you so much more and like having that just like built up for so long like you're so right like I would be somewhere like that could be the most beautiful place ever and there would just be this like unsettling feeling in Mm -hmm. my stomach where like I didn't know why it was happening it's like I don't know alarm me because your dad died three weeks ago (laughs) you know what I mean but like I was just like not aware of that you know what I mean but it's so true and like so important to be aware of that and just like Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and it's funny because really? because we go through these things that are so, so, like, traumatizing mm-hmm. sometimes. So we obviously know that it's it's going to affect us. But then other things we go through that are so traumatizing. But we have to go through it, right? Whether it's your rape, Julia, or whether it's the fact that we lost our dad when we were little. It's just so mm-hmm. traumatizing. And you ha- there's no other way mm-hmm. than to go through it. But it's eventually going to come out like even you know years down the road more so or whatever maybe trauma grief it's so weird it's so like such a works in such weird yeah it works in such mysterious ways totally does and it's so crazy because I think it like affects people um so differently too Mm -hmm. when I was in New York I went through some serious stuff in New York I was going through a breakup um I just met this guy he ended up being an awful human being he was like had a girlfriend the whole time and she was pregnant with his baby (gasps) yeah Yeah. it was pretty pretty bad yeah it was bad um and I was depressed obviously because of it and I'm thinking to myself why do I feel like this why am I so depressed I'm depressed there's something wrong with me it's like Kylie no you just like your life sucks right now (laughs) yeah Yeah. It and be aware it's just of crazy that. how we just don't get it no. sometimes. We don't understand why we're so angry, why we have all this um, resentment and, and things like that. And I'm really glad for you that you found that yoga retreat in Aruba because I love yoga, girl. How yes. was that? Because I can assume that it's <laughs> awesome. I want to hear about that. I know. <laughs> it, was, it was so fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah, <yes. laughs> I was like, I was like reading Rachel's book. Um, like, like I read it in like three days. Dude, I um, read it in a day. Now. And then our mom yeah. read it in like three days. <laughs> and then her mom read it the next day. And I'm up oh next. <laughs> yes. I love that. Um, Lauren, did you read it too? No, I just said I'm up next. My Kylie read it. Oh, and okay. My mom just finished it and now I'm about to start it. <laughs> yes. Oh, so good. Um, so I literally was like reading it. And when she went to the, um, to the path of love program I was like I need to go to the fucking path of love like I was like googling yes. it while I was reading the Same, book I was, like, I, have to- <laughs> <laughs> I was like I have to go to this I have to go to this and then like I somehow got redirected to her website yoga girl's website and it was like um like like heart healing retreat with Shuba who is like the leader of path of love so like the woman who runs path of love was like doing a retreat with Rachel and I was like oh my god so I like took like a shot at messaging Rachel and I was like she has like millions of followers there's no way like I'm, I'm gonna get a reply but I like messaged her 
And she was like, hey, girl, like, yeah, we have, like, it's it's totally full, but, like, let me see if I can squeeze you in. And I was like, I had a terrible year. Like, this is what happened to me. And I, like, felt like an idiot saying it. But I was like. No, no, I, you got it. Sometimes myself, you got to use was, those cards. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm being vulnerable here. I, like, don't like to, like, do that. But I was like, I fucking have to go to this thing. Yeah. So, right. um, and, and, like, she, like, found a spot for me and, like, let me on, like, three weeks before the retreat. And, like, I got wow. there and all these girls, like, had signed up, like, 18 months prior. And I'm like, oh. I just like read her book and jumped on like two weeks ago. Um, Bandwagon. <laughs> but it was cool. Like I got to connect with her a lot actually. And like, um, yeah, it was like, yeah, I had them, I had them. Yeah. She shared some really interesting words with me, just how much I connected with the work. And like a lot of people were there. Um, I don't want to take away from anyone's trauma by any means, but I felt like a lot of um, women were there because they liked Rachel. Yeah. Um, which makes sense. And I guess. they, they yeah, and they looked up to her, and she can teach a lot, and everyone had their own situations in life, but I realized, like, when I told my story, that everyone was, like, boom, like, looked at me, like, what the fuck, and I realized, and it was really hard, <laughs> it was hard for me, because I'm, like, oh, okay, like, my story's, like, like, they, like, looked at me, like, my story was way worse than anyone else's, so that was, yeah, and I was able to get close to um, Rachel while I was there, which was really cool. And she's just someone that I look up to in many ways. And, um, yeah, I mean, I just – I can't explain how that week went. And they actually asked us at the end of the week not to talk about it because it, like, it's, like and, – and something – the things that we did there were, like, sound would sound so weird to put into words, but, like, in a short way to – basically, they didn't <laughs> right, want to right. talk no, about I get that. it sounds crazy. And, like, they think that no one will – no one would go if we went, but it was a lot of like body vibration and movement and putting ourselves in different positions and all these mm-hmm. different exercises with partners that created vulnerability and like allowed us to like set up set boundaries and um, a lot of like dynamic meditation too, like letting out anger, sadness and all those things. So I, I mean, I can tell you that like start during some of the meditations, I let out so much energy that I actually ran to the bathroom. Rachel followed me and I was just vomiting in the toilet and it was the wow. same yeah so like it was a very powerful week do you feel like that was like a turning point for you it was a huge turning point for me yeah um yeah yeah and I actually like the third day that I was there I was like standing in the shower it was just day started at 7 7 a.m and we were in session besides like breakfast lunch and dinner until 9 p.m so like it was just emotionally fucking draining and like there was a lot of movement right. involved in the exercises. So we'd be like drenched in sweat and like tears and like snot. And like, it was, it was fucking. <laughs> a little bit of everything. <laughs> a little bit of everything. I was like vomiting in the toilet. Um, shitting your pants. I was standing in the shower after the third day. And I just like, all of a sudden, you know how like when you have a dream and like you don't remember the dream, but like it comes back to you in the middle of the day. Yeah. Or something like mm-hmm. so it was just like that. And like I just like remembered like all these things that happened um during my rape. Like trauma does wow. that. Like it blocks you mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, it does. Yeah. It so you. I Yeah, so that was really hard to like have all those memories come back. But um mm-hmm. yeah, they were able to like guide me through the whole week and kind of like um, open up those memories and do some work on them. So it was really like the best experience of my life. 
Wow, that's so beautiful. And it is so crazy how, like, trauma does work in that way. Because, so, when I was four years old, um, I actually watched my brother get hit by a car when he was six and pretty much almost, like, die in front of my face. Mm -hmm. Um, But I don't remember, I don't remember any of it. I mean, also, I was four, so it's different. Um, But I feel like your brain does protect you, in a sense, just because it's, like, it happened, so why do you need to visualize it um, in your brain, like, right. to that extent? Wow. You know what I mean? Um, how old was Kevin? Was Kevin, Kevin? Kevin. Um, was, Kevin six. was six. six yeah. yeah. So wow. we were, like, playing um, on our sidewalk, just, like, hanging out. He's wearing his Rugrats pajamas. <laughs> and he went to, like, go to the bathroom, and a pickup truck just came out of nowhere um, and just, just like, just got his leg and just clipped him and hit him. He was he was um, med-flighted. Med-flighted. He was yeah. in the hospital for three months, obviously suffered a traumatic brain injury. Um, so it was definitely a journey yeah. for our family we couldn't like wow. go to like stop and shop or like right. the movies because he was you he know didn't know how to express his emotions yeah. or anything he didn't like know how that. to express his emotions yeah. so even now and to look at him he looks super normal so he's like 28 yeah. and he's just like having temper tantrums at stop and shop people are like what the fuck is wrong with yeah. this kid like can you get him away from me yeah um but he's it's still, like, like jumping out of the car like in the yeah. highway yeah, um, yeah. So, right now yeah, pretty crazy we no, not anymore, anymore. Oh. not anymore you should interview. Yeah, not anymore. Um, you should interview Kevin someday. I know. I know that's what everyone's that, saying. Honestly. Everyone's like, dude, interview Kevin. I wouldn't. Honestly, he is the most funniest. He is so funny. Like he's going a little crazy during this quarantine. He'll just like come downstairs and be like, "There's nothing is to do in the house." Anything to do in the goddamn house? Like, I'm just gonna take a nap, I guess. Like he's so funny. He like oh. swears and stuff. He just he just like gets it. Um, yeah. he's, he's just awesome. like such a bright light. He yeah. really is. Beautiful soul. And I feel like with all the things that, like, my family has gone through, like, he's just been, like, that, like... The light. Yeah, that <laughs> light for us. Even though he, you know, only wears red, blue, and green to match Alvin and the Chipmunks. That's awesome. It is, honestly. He's he's so funny. I'm trying to, like, think of, like, stories. Like, he so he hilarious. would once... This is my favorite story. Actually, I told this to Stevie Gardner once. And he literally... I've never seen him laugh so hard. I'll always remember this. Oh. Kevin came home once. He was so pissed off at my mom because she wouldn't, like, give him a book. Because that's Kevin Things. It's his... He loves his books. And he came running upstairs. And I'm like, oh, my God, Kevin. What the hell is wrong with you? And he's like, I'm so mad. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go upstairs. And I'm going to go take a huge shit in the tub. Yeah, Mom. <laughs> that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> like this is not normal yeah so honestly funny. if he if we had a video like a video camera around the house just like the we little would make things millions. that he said we would make fucking millions yeah he's, he's so funny he really is oh, does he like know but, does he um, know that he's so funny oh yeah he like does yeah, yeah. he definitely knows he'll like say things i'm like you're so funny he's like i know and he he, he <laughs> so is cute. he I doesn't like like he has all these he has all these special needs girls that love him, and he's like, I want a normal girl. Like, he's not into, like, special needs girls at all. Like, he has such good taste. He just hits on all of me and Kylie's friends. Yeah, he's like, he literally said to my friend months, he's like, you know, um, I got a AC in my room in a bed. Like, oh, my God. God. Yeah, true it story. Is. It's a true story. He's such a flirt. It's so funny. He really is. He's so funny. I'm so glad we got to bring Kevin into this conversation. I know. <laughs> um, oh when we were gosh. at the, yeah, you would, you would, you would, would love, love Kevin. Oh you would love you. He'd be like, "Hey, nice ass. Where are you from?" Like he says shit. It's wild. They'd be like, "You want to go on a bike ride with me?" <laughs> I would do it. I would love that. 
Why not? No, it is good. Um, when you were on that like yoga retreat and everything like that, how or even now, actually, not even on the yoga retreat, even like now, um, today in the present, right this second. Now um, <laughs> when you feel like angry and sad, resentment, how are you able to come back to your heart? Like how are you able to come back home and to feel peace? I mean, it it does help that I'm in a beautiful place right now. Um so yes definitely heck yeah but if I'm not like it always does come back to nature so like I think everyone has like Mm -hmm. that place where they feel best and for me it's outside um the beach obviously so for me like it's just maybe taking a moment going and sitting in the shade somewhere and just like breathing um and just kind of feeling whatever it is that I have to feel and like oh just like taking just just being there sitting there sitting with your feelings and it's like the hardest thing and sometimes like I'll, I'll say to myself like I don't have time to feel you know like I'm trying to get things done or I have like a lot to do and I don't have time to feel but like when that happens like I can always like feel it heavy all day and like when the time comes it's just like okay like now I need to like sit in the shower or I need to just like I just need to sit with I can't like say any other way just like sit with how I feel just like allow myself to feel it and not be distracted by my cell phone or people or anything and just like allow myself to feel and reflect and once you cry like you're not going to cry forever like you're going to let it out and then you're done so feel it and be there and allow it to happen and, and be gracious with yourself you know like be kind to yourself and don't don't hurt yourself or be upset with yourself because like you are doing this because you're sad because you're emotional just like you're fucking human Right. <laughs> I think that's the best advice too, just Ever, to like be yeah. kind to yourself. Mm-hmm. It's so simple, but we forget yeah. to do it. No, we do. We and just, it's so hard. you know, yeah, it is hard. It's and it, I don't know why it's so hard, but it is because I'm the same way. I'm such a perfectionist and I'm just like, Kylie, you're not here. Okay. How about where I am? Like, you know, why are we harping on the negative instead of harping on the accomplishments and the positivity of where I am rather than where I'm not? exactly exactly and even like the little things right now like in quarantine I'm like oh like my hair Mm -hmm. needs to get done like I need a mani-pedi like this and that (laughs) and I'm like like I'm like being hard on myself and I'm like no this is like who I am naturally and like just Mm -hmm. be it you know and like allow myself to feel beautiful during this time that I'm being completely natural you know right I know it's so true I took like my eyelashes off my nails my extensions I'm like wow first of all I didn't realize what a fake bitch I was before that I'm like I'm not even that cute (laughs) just kidding guy ladies no ladies we're beautiful Come on. <laughs> we are, we are beautiful. beautiful. Natural. Fake lashes, no fake nah, lashes. We're beautiful just it. the way we are. Do you yeah. feel like, Juliet, because I, I know how important nature um, is to you and to your sanity, because I can relate to that. Do you feel like, you know, how you were able to figure out your life's work and your life's passion with Guatemala? Do you feel like that was all part of the plan, you know, being able to wake up? the majority of the days um with a beautiful view under the sun on the water do you feel like that was all part of this the universe's plan knowing that you were going to go through all these things and you needed you know nature in a sense to kind of keep you at bay that's a great question I mean yeah I feel like it's partly the universe's plan and partly my plan because like yeah I, I mean like I knew like like you guys know I when I was 21 like two weeks after my birthday I was put into rehab because of medical 
um, like prescription medication and alcohol. And I was like a mess before that. And coming out with, I was like, I need my life to be in a place where I feel good doing work that I feel good doing. And the universe guided me for sure to where I am today. But I think a lot of it is about like the law of attraction, what I thought about the thoughts that I allowed in my brain, the thoughts that I continue to allow to have, allow myself to have. And because um, what you think about most is what the universe gives you. So I think the universe had a plan for me, but I certainly had that plan in mind too. I knew that I needed to be out of Rockland. I knew that I needed to be in a beautiful place surrounded by peaceful people and like, I sound like such a hippie, but no, <laughs> I, I, it. It. I love it. I needed that and I knew it. So I just had to make the difficult decisions to get there mm-hmm. and trust. Yeah. Right. Trust. And trust for sure. I think faith and, and, you know, whether it's God, whether it's the universe, it's hard to be able to live happy if we don't have that faith. Cause we're just going to live in fear our whole lives. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. that's something that I've like realized that like, I'm such a fearful person. Like I never mm-hmm. knew how fearful I was. And I'm just like, okay, I need to let that shit yeah. go. Like right now. I don't believe in living in fear. And I always say that like, and I feel like that's probably why you have been able to, you know, still stay true to yourself and still be yourself and, and work on your mindset and, you know, come back to your heart when you need to is because you have that mindset where you can't live in fear because it will literally paralyze Destroy you. Destroy you. <clears throat> totally. Yeah, no, I agree. And for so long, I was one of those people, and I'm sure you can relate to this, where I let my past just, like, fuck my whole life up because I was so obsessed with what my past had took for me instead of, like, being appreciative for what my past and present had given to me. So I was so angry from my past, and I was so fearful of my future that I just forgot to live in the present. And for, like, five years, every day, was I was thinking how to live instead of just living. And it literally almost, like, killed mm-hmm. me in a sense because I was just so depressed and I was in the worst place that I ever have been. And that's something that I really want to express to people is the importance of, you know, letting go of your past and not being afraid of your future. Because if you do both of those, you're not going to live in the present and you're just throwing your life away. Totally. And I believe that fear is like the main cause of a lot of diseases. Like, I really do believe that. I agree. I mean, if you cripple yourself and, like, live in, like, this. I agree. Yeah, I mean, you're going to, your body, like, feels all of that. It lets out, like, all these different, like, all these different, I don't know, I not, I don't know how to say words. <laughs> but your body, like, releases. <laughs> <all> Psychologist. These... <laughs> cortisol, 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 right? Yeah, it releases cortisol. Yeah, I think you're right, yeah. And, I mean, that's <laughs> That literally creates disease. So I mean, it's just like it's scientifically proven. If you are living in fear, then your 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 body's releasing those things and it's creating illnesses. So I mean, I do everything I can to prevent it. Yes, I want to tell you a story. So I was living in fear for like the last five years and I just like read this book. It's called The Emotion Code and it's all about releasing your emotions, figuring out your subconscious thoughts. So long story short, there's this thing called the sway test and you stand in like complete silence with no one, nothing around you and you ask yourself a question and your body literally either sways front if it's true and backwards if it's untrue. 
So I asked myself it and I realized so many things. Like I asked myself why I was insecure in my relationship or why I was fearful. And I literally realized these, this you're actually going to die laughing. Yeah. At this. I probably, I'm not going to say his name for privacy reasons, but I literally asked myself, am I insecure because of my high school boyfriend and my body literally swayed to you? <laughs> <laughs> oh my and that was like seven years ago. So I was like, what the hell? So then I read this thing about magnets. Magnets release these emotions. So I understood that I had anger, I had resentment, I had insecurities, and I had guilt for different situations. So I laid down in my fucking basement with my New York Giants football magnet, and I literally put it throughout my entire body to just take these emotions out. People are going to think I'm like, should be checked in. To literally take these emotions out. And they, I'm not kidding you, Julia. This was about last week. My like energy, my heart, my soul has been, has totally shifted Mm -hmm. since then. And I don't feel feel afraid anymore. I just feel like excited. I love that. That's so good. I believe in that shit. No, me too. She was freaking out. She all of a sudden, I'm here like screaming. She's like, Lauren, mom, come out here. She's like, I just took this swing test. And we're like, what the hell are you talking about? And she explained it. And I was like, wow, that is amazing. (laughs) I need to try it. So cool. I love it. And And like, totally like embrace that too because once you have good energy flowing just like like embrace yeah keep it going like you'll attract mm-hmm. so much more good and I, I live on that yeah no I yeah. agree I agree for sure so before we let you go Julia um <laughs> we just want to know you know okay. what would your message be to like anyone who you know is either that party girl in high school right now that party girl in college or is just that lost um soul in adulthood because of trauma and past experiences trying to come back to home come back to their heart what would your message be to them yeah I mean I think just like try to think about like what it is or meditate on the idea of like what it is that's gonna make you happy what makes you feel good like try to cancel out all of the energies outside like friends family all the expectations and just try to feel yourself and like what's going to make you feel good and that's not always an easy immediate answer but over time you can get it and make decisions to go in that direction like let go of this of the judgments um and take care of yourself take care of your health take care of your body and um that's going to bring like that's going to bring you to your healthiest place and in doing so you're going to be able to to work on on your on becoming your best self um so I don't know I just I feel like there's so much that we go through in like high school and college or like really difficult years and there's so much partying too and like drinking and like anxiety that goes along with drinking and like the mm-hmm. next day and all these bad like decisions that we make and all that kind of stuff and just not being judgmental of yourself um being easy on yourself and and trying to work on small things to get to a better place. Make a list of things that you can do to, if you're in a bad place, like maybe less drinking or I'm gonna go to the gym a few times a week or I wanna have a healthier diet or I wanna walk to the beach a couple times a week. Like mm-hmm. do some, do do things for yourself, small things, because small, the small goals, things will yeah. bring happiness and, and like as time goes on, you'll bring more and more happiness into your life. So being good to yourself is addicting. That's what I'll say, being good to yourself is addicting. So once you're able to get yourself to a healthy space, more and more of it will come.